0: Jesse. Welcome to What If I Say Yes. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. Um, I had to wake up very early this morning. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Um, So I hope it doesn't show. I'm going to be I'm going to try to be very awake.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Can't tell now. So you're doing great. Thank you.
0: So, Jesse, tell my audience, who are you?
1: Sure, I'm I'm Jesse Buccafusco. Um I should I talk about how we met or how we know each other?
0: Um after you after you say who are you? How do you define yourself?
1: Okay. Um hmm. I don't know why that's a hard question. Um, I am a mother of two young boys and um, who are eight and five, Gus and Wally, and married to Marty, who you know very well. Um, And I work in the like kind of digital media world as a consultant.
0: Okay. So now tell the audience how we know each other.
1: Sure. Um, When I, I lived in New York, about six years ago, and was there for uh, you know several years. And during that time, I got to know your brother Hector through my husband Marty. Uh, they were very good friends. They worked started out like I think working together, and then um, became fast friends. And Hector was kind of always a fixture in our lives. He was there the day my first son was born. He was there for birthdays and all of our big moments, and um, knew his he and his family very well.
0: <clears throat> Hi, I'm just remembering, there's a video of when Marty proposed to you. Yes. Oh, yeah. Hector, the one with the music, like with the bimbo. He was.
1: was, Like I said, he was there for all the big moments. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, um, yes. And I kind of remember having, I don't know if I, yes, I must have met you before Hector passed. So I remember in his apartment, um, being sitting in the kitchen, I guess my parents were around and mm-hmm. you and Marty um, were telling us about your lives. Um, I, remember I remember that, that too. Yeah. yeah. I don't
1: know if that was before or during, but I remember that moment too. mm
0: mm-hmm. And so yes, you are married to my interviewee number two in this series, <laughs> Marty. Marty, and he is the brother that I adopted after Hector passed. So um. So yes, we have been in each other's life for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, so you uh, I don't know if. Marty convince you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we wanted you uh, to be
0: here and, and um we we wanted you to let me be no let you be interviewed by me. Um and then I don't know what happened. I don't know if Marty finally convinced you or <laughs> tell him he really didn't convince me. I mean, he,
1: I saw your message. We exchanged information. Uh, he did not nudge me at all. Uh, oh, so I just said yes. <laughs> oh, good.
0: <laughs> yeah. So this is a more special yes for me because he didn't have to do anything. It was, you thought it was. Um, your time so thank you for having said yes, yes to this so now jesse tell us what was a moment in your life when you asked the question what if i say yes you said yes and you did something i don't know what it is
1: yeah i was thinking about this uh last night and this morning um and one, one kind of moment that came to mind was um, Marty and I were in Hawaii for, you know, around the, our wedding anniversary every year. We, we were, prior to having kids, like taking a trip together. And this was maybe two, our second trip, um, <clears throat> and we went to, um, to Hawaii and had a wonderful trip together. Uh, we were in the big island and riding all around and having lots of adventures and, uh, one afternoon, we were on top of this mountain eating donuts. At, uh, believe it or not, there's great donuts in Hawaii. <laughs> okay. <laughs> at what seems, seems to be a truck stop, but they so a friend of mine is from Hawaii and told us about this place. Uh, I think it's called Texas or something, but we went um, as much as we could and it was amazing. So we were standing on top of this mountain eating donuts and, you know, we had talked about, um, you know, we've been married for a couple of years and we knew that you know eventually we wanted to have a family but uh we kept kind of putting off like well let's get through this let's get through this wedding let's get through this holiday let's be married for a while let's you know get through this birthday and there never seemed to be like a you know a perfect time and I'm very like planful person and I want especially like bringing a child into the world. I I felt like it was within my control to have like everything perfect, like financial stability, a beautiful home, like a solid job that will never go away, uh, which is all (laughs) completely unrealistic. Um, And so he asked on top of the mountain while eating donuts, like, can we start trying to have a a, a child? Um, And rather definitely my initial desire was to say, "Ah, let's just get through because it was September. So I'm like, let's get through Halloween. Let's get through Thanksgiving. (laughs) Let's get through Christmas. And um, I said, yes. So um, and then we were pregnant, you know, within a couple of months. And now we have, you know, not one, but two awesome kids. And um, it also made me kind of realize, you know, like I said, the a rational idea that i had that like everything will be perfect because life isn't that way and um it you know made me more willing to take on risk and kind of jump into things even if it's not all sorted
0: out do you remember what made you said yes at that moment was it the donut was it hawaii was it the view <laughs>
1: <laughs> probably the donut no um <laughs> So we had a lo- a pretty lengthy discussion on top of the mountain with the donuts and uh, <laughs> we talked about like, what are the fears of not only just like missing out on fun or, um, you know, not paying attention to it, but um, what, you know, what are the actual fears? And I talked about kind of like the the, the crazy thing of like being pregnant and having a baby, like when you talk about it, it sounds insane. Like you're growing a person inside of your body. Like, no, why are, why does this happen? And why is this how humans are made? Like it's bananas. And I think as society, we're just like, yeah, ladies get pregnant and ladies have babies. And like, that's just part of life. But if you put any thought towards it, it seems like completely crazy. So Mm -hmm. we like talked through that and the fears around that. And, um, you know, eventually was, kind of like it's you know these are fears and they're present and they exist and sure like anything could happen but um kind of I don't know what made me willing to to like take the risk on but and I'm not a risky person at (laughs) all so um I think it was knowing like we have a shared ambition to have a family and Though there will kind of coming to the realization there will never be a perfect perfect moment to do this and it also might take a while so um may as well get after it now mm-hmm.
0: did you say yes after finishing it in your donut <laughs> or did you still have it in your hand <laughs>
2: You I, think the
1: donut, I think the donut was gone by the end of the <laughs> conversation and there were there was like laughter and tears and you know a lot of discussion um and I remember like Marty mentioned you know, his father had died a few years prior to that and he had mentioned that um I think one of the things his dad had said to him like in those final days was like don't wait like just don't wait for life to pass you by and you know, Mm -hmm. take advantage of, you've got, there's a lot of great things that can happen and having kids was one of his, you know, biggest joys of life. And they're like, what are you, what are you waiting for? Like, what are Mm -hmm. you putting it off for? Like, you've Mm -hmm. had a great life and you will have a great life. It will just be a different one.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, And just kind of accepting that was, um, and
0: hearing that was compelling. It's funny that you said you were at the top of the mountain because, that kind of is feels like you decided to jump yeah (laughs) not like should I should I not and then you had to be up here to then say yes
1: yeah (laughs) did you have a good
0: landing yeah yeah we did we did we
1: were like lucky in a lot of ways that it was um especially like my first pregnancy was a breeze and Gus was a wonderful, perfect baby, as perfect as a baby can be, I guess, um, and made it just really easy and enjoyable. So much so that we had a second one. So, and maybe not as easy the second time, but uh, you know, we were much more resilient, and that that alone has been an adventure too. Like, just um, I, I think it's just interesting the way that people behave and interact, and um, thinking about why. Wally, our second child is different than our first is always a fun thing to just think about. It's not just who he is as a person, but it's that he's always grown up next to another child and
2: mm-hmm. and that
1: creates like a different dynamic and um, what do we contribute to that and what what don't we? and that's just the environment that he's you know living in. But yeah, we've had a good landing.
0: Yeah. Do you have you ever talked to your mom about when she decided to have kids? You know,
1: I've never talked to her about that. No she mentioned it. No. Um and she had kids like she was twenty seven when she had me and twenty five when she had my brother. Um but we never talked about it. No. So.
0: Because um, like for example, with my mom or my in my mom's generation, I don't think there was much thought. It was you get married and then you start having kids and then you figure life out as you go. Um, but for my generation, it was more, like I remember being like you, I wanted to have a lot of things in place before we decided to have a kid. So um Carlos was still doing his PhD. I was working. We were already married and it took us seven years to say yes to having a kid. But I remember one time said, when, when people would ask, I would say, because we don't have money. Like It's expensive to have a kid in New York City or New Jersey. You know, and yeah. I was like, there's a lot of money that you have to pay. And then I remember my oldest brother said, reminded me of a saying in Mexico that says that basically you don't have to worry because when a kid is coming... They always come with a torta, um, like here, um, in between their arms or something like that. Una torta debajo del brazo, something like that. So meaning that whenever the kid is born, things start happening and problems get solved and you find a way as a parent to make it happen. So, and then, well. One day we had Maya, so. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah.
1: It's, it's interesting because my mom did have two kids and my aunt has none. And I've never really talked about, you know, why, how she made a decision. And I, you know, clearly my aunt, I believe had like, I don't, it was a choice. I don't know if it was uh, like a health issue or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that'd be a, that's a good conversation I should have with her. But I, I love what, what um, it was your brother that said talked yes. about the Torta. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that's totally true. And I, I, for that, it's like kind of keeps life interesting that you, you know, I like to solve problems. It's what I do every day at work. And mm-hmm. um, some of the problems with the kids can be very annoying, um, <laughs> but also it's like, because they're your kid you're gonna find you're gonna always put them you know first and you're going Mm -hmm. to find a way to fix it and they do it's interesting how they just like wedge themselves into your life like even if you were to not make any more money or not have a bigger (laughs) house like you'll find a place for them to sleep and you'll find a way to put food in their mouth like you just do which is Mm -hmm. pretty cool to see how people adapt um and i will say like being around hector and um watching him with his kids and he's a little older than us and like it was nice to see like okay like we still see him so he don't just disappear when you have kids and Mm -hmm. you can like bring them along to stuff and (laughs) and sometimes you have to leave early because like they lose it or it's too late or whatever but that was really inspiring to be like, your life doesn't have to come to a complete halt and you don't just go sit at home and take care of kids constantly. Like there is, they're a part of your life and your life is outside of your home sometimes. So um, we honestly could use a little more of that. I think these days we get very stuck in a rut and, um, you know, it's, I think it's nice to kind of help the kids realize that things can be unexpected and spontaneous.
0: So all these years later, and. Um two kids in, if you compare your life to the least you had of the things you wanted to have before having kids, how many do you have? How many have you checked off even though it wasn't in that order? Yeah. Um, we bought a house,
1: we bought our second house, you know, recently, so mm-hmm. that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, we have not traveled the world but <laughs> well, we did yet. Scot- yes. Um, we did, you know what we did go to Scotland, um, when Gus was two and he stayed at home, but we were able to like do that. So uh-huh. that was, um, an accomplishment in its own. Um, you know, we've not the, you know, even as like the economy has gone up and down and we've changed jobs, like we've never been in a moment where it's like, we have no one, you know, no income and we're in big trouble. Like we've, we could have been having a child this whole time. Like there was no, you know, moment where it was like, we really shouldn't have done this. Um, Mm -hmm. We moved, which was a big deal. Um, But we also lived in New York city. Like we, and we were able to like go to plays and hang out with our friends and everyone. It's funny. You know, we were the first of our kind of like, Local, but aside from Hector, the first of like the younger folks to have friends, I guess we were we we're older than everyone else, too. And <laughs> um they all were his babysitters, and they it was just this constant revolving door of all of our friends. And like I said, he oh, was wow. a baby. So it was <laughs> like you 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 know hold him in your arms and you swing him, and you sing three songs, and then you put him to sleep, and he go, he literally goes to sleep. So, um, that we recently went to, um, up to upstate New York with all of those friends and we were calling them the babysitter club and they all now have kids too. But, um, <laughs> it was funny to see, like, these were all the people that took care of him and helped us like, you know, still maintain an identity in those like early years when it can be really hard. So that helped a lot. Um, but I, I don't feel like other than like travel, like more travel and, and more time, like doing interesting things with Marty in terms of like things that we haven't done. Like Mm -hmm. I would, I wish we could do more of that. Um, But I wouldn't trade it, you know, for the the world, you know.
0: Mm -hmm. And they'll come, I mean, I'm thinking of Maya. Maya is going to start eighth grade. So then it's like five more years. If she decides to go to college, because that's also an unknown we yeah. have five more years with her that can just pass in the blink of an eye Yeah, and then we're gonna be like the other day she went to um a sleepover and i was missing her so much <laughs> and then <laughs> i turned to carlos and said whenever if she goes away for for college whenever she does I'm going to be freaking out. I'm going to be like, ah, where's my baby? <laughs> yeah. Oh, a hundred percent.
1: I joke. And I'm also not joking. Like I, it's hard when you have two, cause who knows where they'll end up in college, but I'm like, well, I guess we'll just be moving wherever they go because I want to still see them. Like I want the freedom a little bit, but I also want to be there or close by. Um, uh-huh. but he's like, we can't follow them everywhere they go. But um <clears throat> that will be its own adventure but you're right all this this time will pass by so fast and we'll we will all miss it greatly um you'll have but, time to yeah.
0: travel the world and then you'll be like oh I wonder what Gus and Wally are doing <laughs> totally or we'll just be too old and tired and like I don't
1: know it'll be harder um but <laughs> yeah I'd like to find a middle ground you know where we doing mm-hmm. things together and you know we have in the last few years like gone on some vacations you know all within the United States but um I like those adventures they're fun so it's fun to go see new things with them and create new memories so yeah that's kind of the compromise I think for now
0: mm-hmm. so I'm curious now in your circle of friends um did they go through the same process you and Marty had? Like, did they think about having kids as much as you did? Or was it easier for them or was it more difficult? What like what, what is your sense of them? I think
1: most of them were also got married a little later in life. I think we were 29 when we got married, and mm-hmm. most of them were maybe just a little older and I think because of the pressure of being older and they knew they wanted to have kids, they were like, let's get, and some of them had trouble getting pregnant and, mm-hmm. and making that happen. Um, and then there are a couple that are, I think on the younger side that had that time to sort of contemplate, do we want to like, when is the right time? Um, and we did, I remember talking to them to say like, there is no right time. You just kind of have to do it. If you want to do it, do it. And they did. Um, But yeah, I don't think only one that I can recall is really like hemmed and hawed about the timing and what it means for their life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Did you have friends or do you have friends who decided not to have kids? I do.
1: Yeah. I'm Marty's brother. He doesn't have, they've decided not to have kids. And um, one of my good friends just got married last year. She desperately wants to have kids and they're trying. Um, but she's a little older and, you know, it's a thing she's going through, but, um, thinking through my other buddy, I have have another friend who doesn't have kids. Like one of my best friends, um, she's single and doesn't have kids and is not really, this is not her thing. Yeah. (laughs) um but she's a like amazing aunt like she really focuses her energy in creating like family and community in different ways mm-hmm. um which is also really cool to see and reminds you that there's like other people to take care of in the world other than your own so um that's
0: nice so i'm thinking it, um about my circle of friends and it was like if you go generationally the generation of my parents I mean, we were five and my aunt had four and then they started diminishing. Another had three and then two. Um, So that was their generation. Then we came along and it's like, my brother had one, Hector had two, my sister had two, Jorge doesn't have any, and I have one. Mm -hmm. If I think of my circle of friends, They there, for example, the ones from college, three of us had only one girls. (laughs) Another one got married, but they decided from the beginning that they didn't want to have kids, That that was not for them. And so, for example, for her, for my friend's 50th birthday, she decided to take, they have been planning this trip for two years, three months. They took three months to travel to Thailand and Vietnam and Australia. <laughs> so yeah, but they that's that's I guess what they were thinking about is we don't have we don't want to have kids because we want all this much more than this other part, you know. And then on, on the fifth one, um, she just decided she doesn't want to have a partner and she doesn't want to have kids, and she has a very interesting life and she travels all over the world and so but then um she tells me that her nieces are thinking of not having kids so it's like it's at least in in the circles that I um or the people that I know and the generations that I know it's kind of diminishing (laughs) it is I think it really is so Um... these 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 years that you are talking about is getting more and more I don't know if difficult but more and more complex Mm -hmm. yeah I think there's
1: a lot of yeah I imagine there's a lot of reasons why people choose that path as well and I think the world is also becoming a harder place in some ways like um and the thought of bringing someone into it I think can be very daunting and Mm -hmm. um yeah. I've seen, I've seen that as well, like a little bit of diminishing and there's a lot, a lot of my colleagues don't have children and they're my age. And, um, like one of my, one of my really good friends and colleagues, Lucy, she lives in Columbia and she's British and she travels constantly. Like she has so many adventures. Like I love hearing about everything that she does and Um, she's like so kind and brave and just Mm -hmm. like living a very it's a very full life you know Mm -hmm. and it's exciting to see there's just different ways to do it you know Mm -hmm. and i think there's no right or wrong path forward it's just what works for you you know
0: the first time you talked to marty about having kids did you have a number huh um
1: I think we were more like, let's shoot for one. We did talk about like at the time, a lot of our friends. I don't know if they will watch this podcast, but a lot of our <laughs> friends were, are like single children. Uh, I will not name names, but like we had a large amount of them around us. Okay. And it was funny because we both are from like, I have an older brother and Marty does too. And um, it, a lot of behaviors that we saw from, from these only children we kind of chalked it up to like, oh, it's because like the way that you grew up and the way, you know, I can understand how, and again, like I like kind of getting into the psychology of things and we could see <laughs> these patterns across them. And there were moments where we're like, we're not going to, we don't want to do that to our, like, it would be ideal to have two just so they can be like, you know, functioning in a certain way, but um, it's not, it's, you know, it's fine. I think there's, there's all kinds of ways to do it. Um, And it was just an observation that we had. Um, But you know, the second time around, it was also like, it wasn't as big of a conversation with Marty, but it was definitely more him. That's like, all right, we're going to do it. Like, (laughs) let's do it. And we had like just turned the corner with Gus where, we could like go out to eat or go on a trip or Mm -hmm. it was, we were very mobile with him. He was, Mm -hmm. you know, three or whatever. And we're kind of getting out of the fog of having like a little, little one. So Mm -hmm. the thought of going back to that was like, here we go again. (laughs) Um, but it was not the same, you know, it was totally different in many ways, but, um, yeah. Two is it though. We're not having any more than that.
0: Yeah. Um, because when Carlos and I were thinking of having kids, um, I think he, one day he decided early on, very young age that he only wanted to have one, but then he met me. And I remember we were sitting, we were sitting at a cafe in Jersey city where we were living at the time and we were planning. And so we said, well, two, two is a good number. And we were, also deciding on names. So what if it's two girls or two boys or a girl and a boy? And so we had all that set up. And then I had Maya. And then um, I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to ever want to have another one. again. <laughs> and then my sister, who at that point, I think she had, yeah, she had had the two, her, her two kids. So then she said, no 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 but don't worry the same thing happened to me after the first uh, born and then so you feel you're in this tunnel and everything is dark and then by two and two and a half you're going to start looking and like seeing the light at the end of the tunnel and then you're gonna start wanting to have another one so maya never slept through the night for so many years (laughs) it's exhausting (laughs) Um, By two and two and a half, I was like, oh my goodness. Um, I don't think I have another one. And then um, I started seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, but more like, this is gonna be be, like, I don't wanna have to to experience this ever again. And then my sister was like, no, no, it will come. come." So by year three, I think I I called her and said, I don't think I can do this again. I am out of the tunnel. Yeah, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm I can done. totally understand it? that. Uh, okay. Well, this was a lovely yes, and a, a yes that has um brought you and Marty a lot of happiness and a lot of growth as as a couple, as mm-hmm. um as a person. Let's switch now to the opposite. What was a moment in your life when you decided that saying no was a much better option?
1: Hmm. I didn't think about this one. Uh, I <laughs> uh, no. According to Marty, I say no all the time. So this should uh, really? be- I, This should be very- You should I have plenty. I, yeah, maybe i say no so much that I can't
0: really
1: <laughs> distinguish you No. Know when it was
0: um well let's start with why why does he say that you say no a lot or or why do you think you say no a lot
1: i think because i am like generally risk averse Mm -hmm. and um it's it just feels safe you know to i can think of a reason why to say no and it feels like very sound logic um but do you know where that
0: comes from like why are you risk averse and were you always like that um pretty much like
1: i i my, my family i come from like divorced family and um i think there was like my mom and my brother often like had some friction between the two of them. So I always felt like I'm the peacekeeper. Like tried to explain to each of them like this is where this one's coming from. This is where they're coming from. Like I think there's common ground. And I think by playing that that role and also always like wanting a desire for like calm calmness. Mm-hmm. Um and I've even realized like I was mentioning them already this morning like you know, two boys, they're either, like, wrestling and being crazy and having fun, like, having so much, fun. like, laugh. the laughter that they have is, like, the happiest laughter of all, but it's also, like, screaming and yelling and rolling around, and, like, it makes me feel away. like, I, and I'm, like, I don't know, is it a female thing? Is it a me thing? But, like, I get very uneasy with the craziness, and then if it's not that, they're fighting and screaming at each other, which is its own, like, craziness so I like a sense of like security and calm and especially after having kids I think I became even I'm not like way extreme with like helicopter or safety 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 but (laughs) I am kind of like probably not worth the risk you know and um that's just kind of who I am I don't know I, I may come just from like the my childhood or mm-hmm. um it also feels like I guess I've seen people make big mistakes that have been like life-changing and from my perspective I'm like it could have been easy to avoid like <laughs> if you had just not if you had just said no to that like <laughs> it'd be okay um and I, th- I think just like a desire to be like a stable you know foundation for everything that's like operating around me um might be what drives that yeah Yeah. so
0: your nose the the nose that um marty was talking about are mostly nose that you say to your kids or to things to do within the family or do you also have nose that have to do with your let's say your professional life or your the life that only belongs to you?
1: Um, some have to do with the family or like he'll have kind of crazy weird ideas. And <laughs> he's the other extreme. He's like, let's do this crazy thing. And I'm like, sometimes I'm like really not interested in it. And then the other side of it is like, you know, is it, is it really the right thing to do? But um, within my professional life, uh, a lot of it is like measured, built around like measured risk. So um, I work in like a serv like services type of industry where we, we make websites and things for our clients. And um, when we take risk, a lot of that is like on our own, you know, on our own dime. So it, it costs and it and like what's on the line is like, if we put if we like put a lot of energy and resources behind trying to um, pitch a big idea to a client and they say no we're just like cutting into our revenue and eventually that means like people may not have bonuses or people may lose their job and so I'm very again like safety and security at my core I'm like well we can also just like do a little bit of that and um, so I, I think for that like at work I'm I am I'm really more focused on like problems. So it happens to just be the nature of my job is like understanding the root cause of issues that are occurring and working towards a solution or pointing people towards like giving them a starting point, but like now they run with it. So um, that's kind of like always been my job, I guess. And also at home is sort of who I am as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I can think of a time I did say no where I I took a job. I said yes to a job that, mm-hmm. like, I really loved my job at the time and was really like thriving. And I had a great manager and things were going really well. Um, and it was during the pandemic. And this, I was working with my manager on like, what is my career plan? What, where do I want to be in the next three years? And it happened to be that someone reached out to me with a job that looked very much like what I, where I wanted to go, which was a little, pretty big turn from where I was Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and um, I met with my manager and said like I feel like I have to say yes (laughs) like this is what we've been talking about this we've been planning for this and it means that I will leave but this is like what we've been working towards and she was Mm -hmm. like totally supportive and and she's like you we can't you can't say no you have to leave you have to go do this but like I'll always be here if you want to come back or if you ever want to talk about it or whatever Mm -hmm. so I left um, my job took on the new job which was super scary and a completely different environment r- role a lot of responsibility a lot of ambiguity um and I like really set myself like focused to be the best I could at this job
2: mm-hmm. but
1: from the beginning I had just this like uneasiness and and I kept trying to think like is it from is it because I'm scared this is new am I scared I'm gonna mess up am I um, rejecting it because it's different, like really trying to understand and either be, be comfortable with like, if it's because I'm scared, be comfortable being scared. If, if it's different, be comfortable that it's different and like find your new way. Um, and I, I, after 10 months, I finally was like, this isn't for me. And um, that was really hard to say no, because I felt like I had failed um, mm-hmm. myself and like had taken on this risk. And then like, did I see it through long enough? Like, Mm -hmm. and lots of, you know, self doubt around that. Um, Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like looking back, it's taken some distance from it, but I feel like saying no was the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, It was, it's kind of like aligned to my core values, which I'm becoming more familiar with, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, also for me, like there were kind of things about the job where, success wouldn't be seen or realized for like three years. And I, for me selfishly, like I needed to be able to see that like I was impacting change in a much faster way. So mm-hmm. um, that's a personal thing. That's not for everybody. So some people mm-hmm. may be like, I can't wait for three years to see what I've done. And for me, mm-hmm. it was like, no, it's not going to work <laughs> <laughs>
0: too long. Yeah. Did you yeah. go back to the other job? Yes, I did, and but I a wonderful I, manager.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, she's, she. So she and I stayed in touch and um, through the whole thing, and uh, she's amazing. And um, she even like introduced me to other other places to work. I interviewed at many many places, and she mm-hmm. said, "I'm gonna keep looking here at where I'm at now to see like if something comes up that I feel like aligns to what you want to do." But talk to this person, talk to that person, and um, and eventually like. Uh, role opened up it, it was different than what i was doing before but she like completely endorsed me and opened a door for me and um she's still here she's not my manager but we still stay connect she's gone like on and had amazing jobs in this um within the same company mm-hmm. um but on yeah she's like such a champion of mine and has been really supportive
0: this may sound very corny but it just made me think of this phrase of if you really let someone, no, if you really love someone, let them go. Yeah. If they were really yours in the first place. They'll come back. If not, then they're gone. Yeah. Yeah. And she had all that confidence and you go, girl, you do you, go you know, try. <laughs> and then, well, if it doesn't work. It's an amazing feeling to be, to know that you can go back and she still is there with her open arms and all her support.
1: Yeah. It's like a very, um, She is who she's like a very genuine person. And I remember when she became my manager and we not only talked about like what's going on, you know, today with your job, with your work projects, with your clients, but like, where do you want to be? Where do you see yourself and how do we, if that's not here, that's fine. But what is like, what are your desires and what experiences can we get to get you there? Because it's not just going to happen by doing like everything you do every day. There's probably new skills that you need to build or new experiences that you need to have and that's that she's like that's my focus is to help Mm -hmm. you like realize your potential wherever it is and so Mm -hmm. she was she stayed true to that sentiment like when it when that when the potential arrived, like she sent me on my way which was awesome and um I love that about her that so many people can take these things personally or like best of luck, like, you know, you know, kind of almost like wanting you to fail. And um, she's certainly not that way. And I I really try to take that approach with people that I manage too. And at the end, like they're going to be excited to learn new things and knowing that it's for them, it's for them. It's not for, I don't want you to be great because it benefits my company and me. Like if you like what you're doing and enjoy it and you're learning and you're evolving, like, you're more likely to do a good job, you know, there Mm -hmm. is that, and, like, that means that you leave in three years to go do something, like, I'll feel really proud that that happened, that we talked about this, I helped you get there, Mm -hmm. like, that's a good for all of us, you know. Mm -hmm.
0: So now I'm just trying to get these two together, the yes and the no, and I want you to think about the team you manage but also your kids so two different groups of (laughs) people you manage (laughs) so for example in your house knowing that marty is a yes 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 (laughs) and you're more reserved in your yeses um how are you managing to teach your kids about when and why and uh, how to say yes and no's. And then think about the team that you manage, how to teach them to to manage these yeses and no's that life, that we have to say in life. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: What would you say?
1: I mean, with the kids, I think saying yes to something even if it's scary or feels strange um, can be a good thing. Mm -hmm. Like, and I try to say yes to them more than I do um, or have like the patience to engage with something that face value. I'm like, I'm not interested in this, (laughs) but like, let's do it. Let's, Mm -hmm. let's see, try to find the magic in what they see. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know i've been working through wally's never you know given his age and the pandemic and all of that like he um had never really had like his own friends like he's always just tagged Mm -hmm. along with Gus and his friends and now he's in kindergarten and someone in in, in his class lives next door and so and that kid is very keen to come over and see wally and wally has um become very protective of his toys and to the point that when when friend comes over he's like i want you to leave so um trying to to open up the world of possibility with him mm-hmm. which i think is related to saying yes like what um what a by saying yes like what could a friendship look like and what like there are benefits to you and to the other person mm-hmm. and it might mean hard things like sharing toys and doing things that you may not have had on your agenda for the day but um in the end like sharing an experience with someone or doing you know being able to go to their house too like um will will bring you more joy like double the joy than okay. just like you hoarding your toys and playing with them <laughs> so <laughs> trying to help him out there um mm-hmm. and then with Gus we were talking to you last night about when you ever want to do a sleepover and he's like yeah he's very like Also, like me, like safe, secure, Mm rule follower. He's like, yeah, I definitely, I want someone to come here. And I'm like, cool, we can definitely start there. But what if you went, what if you said yes? Like, what if you went to a friend who we all know and trust? We know their family really well, like walking distance from our house. Like, how can, let's try to imagine what that could be like for you too, um, (laughs) which is like scary and exciting. but. yeah, more of these like micro moments, I guess, that trying to help them grow as well. Like we can't all just stay the same and not evolve. Like that's not going to be good for anybody.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then with my team, I think it's about like getting out of, it's very easy to get comfortable in the day-to-day work um, and really trying to help them see the potential of what could be. Um that's more and more ambiguous and requires a lot of like effort and strategic thinking and things that are harder muscles to exercise than like get the project done. Like you can have the call with the client, you can tell the team what the client said, you can tell the client that, you know, things are on track or not. Like that's, that's on the lower end of like expectations, but where you can get a lot of satisfaction and, and and kind of grow in your career is thinking about like the future and what could we do for them and like galvanizing people to get behind that idea and help you form that. So that's something we're working on as we look at like what's next year for our, you know, what are we doing next year with our clients because weirdly you have to start planning that now.
0: (laughs) So yeah. Very Nice. Very nice. Well, Jesse, we have covered the yes and the no, and we've combined them. Um, thank you very much for having said yes to coming on too. What If I Say Yes? Yeah. Send me whatever pictures, images you can share, would love, would like to share about this conversation, please send them my way. Okay. And um, thank you so much. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I'm so glad I said yes. This was an awesome conversation. And I was like, I was talking to Marty this morning and I'm like, I'm not interesting. I have nothing really to share and this is going to be super boring. Um, (laughs) But I I mean, in terms of like, will people watch or care? I don't know, but I enjoyed the time with you and I always like talking
0: with you. So um, thank you for asking me to do it thank you so much i never know how many people are gonna watch these videos or not i basically do them for my family (laughs) (laughs) i know that my parents watch every single one of them Um, so if they like them i'm I'm just i'm very happy and i know they're gonna love this conversation (laughs) and marty is gonna love this conversation as well i'm sure (laughs) you will wonderful yeah. well, hi to your parents nice to
1: see you and, <laughs> uh, and
0: yeah always good to see you so thank you so much jesse well have a lovely day and let's get on with more yeses and noes um every time i say no's in plural and I'm, I'm worried <laughs> that is gonna sound like my nose <laughs> like, well i'm hoping that people if they don't get it, let they get it by the context, not by my pronunciation. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the yeses and the noes.
0: Yeah. Nos. yeah. <laughs> well, thank I'll you. Feel. Have a beautiful day, Jesse. You uh, too. Uh, send me pictures. I will. Okay. And say hello Bye. to Gus, Wally, and Marty.
1: I will. Same on your side. Thank Bye. you.
0: Bye.